Hi friend, I'm Rye Myers, your Broadway and Entertainment BFF, and thank you so much for listening to Live with Rye, the podcast. After launching Live with Rye in the fall of 2020 as a digital live stream talk show on YouTube and in the height of the pandemic, and after literally almost everyone calling my digital talk show your podcast, I figured it was finally time to put these episodes in podcast form. So here you go. These episodes, which you will listen to, are from over the last two years, starting from fall 2020 through the beginning of 2022, so some of these episodes may focus on topics and events that have already occurred. Consider it your official Throwback Thursday podcast, if you will. But, my dear friend, that's not all. Stay tuned for exclusive new weekly interviews with some of the best and brightest names in the Broadway, pop culture, and entertainment business, because I am your Broadway and entertainment BFF after all, and I have interviewed some of the biggest names in show business from Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award winners, so you definitely will want to stay tuned to see who I have next. I hope you get value out of this podcast, and so as they all say before every podcast episode, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to leave a rating and review. But I ask that you please leave a kind review and rating. And listen, if you didn't like an episode, the world does not need more of your negativity, so just don't leave a review then. Anyway, enjoy the podcast and let me know who you'd like to hear. XOXO, Ryan Myers, talk show host, producer, and your Broadway and entertainment BFF. Enjoy the episode. And with that, let's get started. I'm so excited to welcome today's special guest, uh, not only is he a, such a professional in the industry and someone who you're going to get great knowledge and information from, but someone who I look up to, who has helped me so much, someone who I consider a dear, dear friend. Please help me welcome the incredible Vinny P- Potestivo. Hey, Vinny. Yo, how are you, buddy? You are a good friend. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. How's everything? Oh, it's good. I'm here in Brooklyn. and. Um... You know, it's as good as it can be. We have we haven't gone out to to Broadway yet. I think that Moulin Rouge might be our first. I think that might be the one that brings us back soon. That's I good, hope. That's All a good right. one. Is it, have you seen it? Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't seen it yet. I'm dying to, but it just won Best Musical on Sunday at the Tony. Uh oh, so. that means I gotta go get my tickets because I know how what happens. Yes, it's going to <laughs> spike up for sure. So. Um, and before we start, I want to show you this. Remember this from six years ago? Oh my gosh. How funny is that? <laughs> First time you and I met. That's that so was- funny. It even says, it says Periscope. It's not even <laughs> long live, long live Periscope. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. That platform. <laughs> Periscope indeed. Yeah. Right. Like I think Twitter video, bought, Twitter bought it and it was Twitter video for a bit. Yeah. I didn't even realize Twitter no longer has stories. They fleets, they called it for I guess a fleeting moment, but right. they don't even have that anymore. Change, I tell you. Well, I did not even know that they got rid of that. They for as quick as it came, it went just as fast. And rightfully so, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get started. Where did the idea come from um, to start this new podcast? I have a podcast, and how did you come up with such the cunning name for it? Oh, I appreciate the compliment on the name. Thank you. Um, I love naming things, like naming projects. At MTV, uh, I worked at MTV, uh, uh, and I got my a a big part of my start thanks to MTV in the late 90s and early 2000s. And one of the things that they would always do when they were developing shows was they would always shoot out emails asking people to come up with names for shows. And um, so I always loved when that email came around. Um, I don't know. I tend to be a little bit literal. 
Um, <clears throat> the name of my company is Vinny Padestivo Entertainment. And I thought, well, it's kind of is what it is. So I thought my podcast name should be what it is. And I sat back and I thought, you know, what, it, what do I think about podcasts? And, and it landed on me that like podcasts are, are, are one of uh, right now a key in creativity that opens up so many doors. Um, people say, how long do you hope to have it? I'm like, forever. <laughs> I hope, I hope I could talk about creativity and inner creativity and mistakes and blunders with people who we recognize and people who we don't, who we then will soon recognize. And um, uh, 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 so I thought I would call, I, I have a podcast and I love friends. And I like that every episode of Friends, you know, has a similarly, um, they have this great sort of um, system for building out their episode names. And it's always the one with so-and-so. And I thought, well, all my podcasts will be, I have a podcast with, I love enter my, my guest name here. Because that's, for me, what it's about was, was um, uh, being able to be in a creative space with people to talk about their careers currently and in the past um, and in the future. And uh, I'm not a manager. And in casting, I got to do that in casting a little bit, more so in reality TV, when people would come to me and say, I want an image change. I want, you know, when Jessica Simpson was looking for an image change. And what led her to do newlyweds was that, you know, the idea of of her showing people who she really is was very, I mean, it was her idea. Because everyone compared her to Britney and Christina Aguilera back in the day, you know. Yeah. So, so this... So I have a podcast. It's it's a key, man. And it opens up. It's brought so many cool opportunities already. Um, I'm six episodes in today, September 28th. I launched um, my sixth episode with Danielle Fischel, mm-hmm. who I'm so excited. And um, for those who don't know, Tapanga from Boy Meets World, if you uh, aren't sure who that yes. is. Yes. <laughs> and if you're really young, Tapanga from Girl Meets World also. True boss she came back to that she did that boss move um uh and in 2005 uh you know she had this moment her and lance bass were hanging out and they came up to mtv snowed in and we were all of a sudden we were like celebrity say what karaoke because we had enough people who kind of maybe were going to do it and it was this interesting moment and so we she wanted to do it and she's really great at rapping so they gave her the book of like work and she ended up coming up with the Busta Rhyme song and I remember sitting there and I'm like I like I watched I grew up watching Topanga I grew up watching Danielle Fischel and like like I grew up watching her and to see her bust into Busta Rhymes brought me such a huge immense amount of joy that when I was there used to be the show Say About Karaoke on MTV and um I had Joey McIntyre hosted and Dave Holmes hosted it for, for many years. Um, but Danielle Fischel uh, hosted it for one summer. And um, because she was so good at that karaoke Busta Rhymes moment, I just needed more of that. And uh, I didn't realize this then, but that was her first hosting gig. And uh, I love that part about what I got to, what I, what I get to do in casting and in development. Like I get, you know, you threw that picture back up, by the way, that's crazy to look at that picture. But I, I'm now I'm in frame. I love I love this picture because I'm, this is me being first. 
<laughs> yeah, get in that frame. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah. This is what I mean, though. Like, when you see talent, right, when I see talent, I can't not reach out and say, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just got to talk to you and say hi and keep you in my space because you never know when the right moment's going to come up, right? Yeah. Hysterical. I was like, I'm going to take my photo and, and put it up. I was like, that would be a, would be a real <laughs> So, so long story short, that's how I came up with I Have a Podcast. And I hope that, um, uh, and in a month and a half, um, I'll get to talk a little bit more about where you can see it um, on DirecTV. Well, it'll turn into a TV show. So I have a podcast on TV, which I'm very excited about, a half-hour TV show, um, about inner creativity, about the creative process. It's kind of like the good part of Bob Ross yeah. and like the good part of inside the actor studio meets like today's modern creative because wow. because there are so many more people who are producers now rightfully and right and, and not not just because they're producing theater or media projects um there are so many more creators now i should say um because of social media there are millions more hundreds of millions more creators now in my industry than there was 20 years ago when i started there was maybe a thousand creators you know, a couple of thousand creators, let's right. say 50,000 creators on the entire planet that were maybe making, producing TV and stuff like that. Now, hundreds of millions. And I'd love to inspire that people. So now that, now that video can scale the way that it does, casting individual shows doesn't feel like I'm making enough impact the way I know now I can be doing by leveraging like my experiences and my understanding of platforms and, and audience needs and that sort of empathetic approach to development that I have and, and marry that with talent development. But but I love being first and I love that picture that you that you pulled up, by the way. That brings me happiness. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad. It brings me so much happiness too. And it's so <laughs> great that with this podcast, you're able, and then with being on Now Direct TV eventually, to be able to marry the two things. There's a talent development, yeah. and casting, and being able to share that wisdom, as you said, with so many people and um, the growing number. And every day, I mean, you said hundreds of millions. Every day it grows to be more because so many people nowadays in today's world can produce uh with just the camera, just the cell phone, you know? Yeah, crazy. yeah. or voice notes on for, for podcasts is just voice notes even. What? And it's crazy to think, by the way, that we talk about now marrying podcasts and TV. Mm -hmm. um, in 2006, as I was leaving MTV, the last project that I created was a, a show called Man and Wife. Um, Fat Man Scoop and his wife were gonna do this like radio show and they were gonna launch it as a podcast. And I said, no, it's a, it's a video podcast. Like, this, I, I want to know that you're in your bed recording it, but I don't mind seeing you guys doing it. And we turned that into a TV show. So it's cool. 15 years later, <laughs> a lot of housewives, yeah. a lot of, a lot of millionaire matchmaker episodes, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of pregnant and healed episodes and chef wrote, you know, a lot of silly, you know, a lot of by a lot of episodes, but all that talent, all of those worlds that I got to explore with, everyone else's production company and all the other networks that had me running around, you know, diligently looking for ways to sort of tap into what it's like to, to walk in someone else's shoe. You know, I love that part of, of what I got to do in casting. Yeah. But, but I have a podcast for me now and, and like the stuff I do now about the, the, the inspirational piece about helping people unlock their inner creativity. That's powerful. That's, 
you already have the tools. I'm looking for my phone. It's like <laughs> right there. But uh, uh, it's the tools. You already have the tools, you know, and most of you have the skills, you know, creative people who identify as being creative are lucky because they know that being creative means classes, dance classes, vocal classes, or photography class. They know that it's like conditioning. They know, they, they associate it with being an athlete in the sense of going to the gym and needing to work it and stretch it and fine tune it, your voice and the, you know, the whole, the phrasing and all that piece. And creatives are lucky that they're taught that, but, but so many more people are now creative who don't identify as being creative. They're founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, lawyers, dentists, doc, you know, non-traditionally creative people who have to create content on social media. And um, I just love helping that. I love that. So I don't know. And also everyone always says it. I have a, everyone says I have a podcast, yeah. so it makes me laugh, you know? <laughs> I know. Well, like, yeah. No, I, uh, that's, and it's so funny because everyone always says to me too, oh yeah, your podcast, your podcast. I'm like, no, I don't have a podcast. It's a live doctor. But it's funny because like I have thought about doing a podcast, but the whole thing of doing this show, the original concept was like I wanted to break it. at the time everyone and everyone still is doing a podcast. And I thought I want to be different. I want to do the visual, you know, uh talk show sort of feel virtual. I don't want to do the podcast, but everyone has said, Oh, your podcast, your podcast. I'm like maybe I should take the episodes and turn them into a podcast as well. So people can listen to them. You know, I mean, podcast. Do you know podcast. how many other platforms that would put the show or how many other ways people would be able to just plug in and listen to you when they're driving, cleaning, going to the gym, you know, work, you know, all the, you know, all the, all the places where they don't have, you don't have them sort of captive. You know, I think it's a wonderful idea. And also I would say this, don't repurpose the entire piece. Maybe just pull out your highlights. And then that becomes even more valuable. That becomes something I would watch twice because I saw you do it the long ways. Now I just want the cliff note version so I can remember the key takeaways. You know what I mean? Five or 10 that's minutes. That's a wonderful, yeah. Five to 10 minutes. Do highlights, best of. Yeah, that's really a good idea. And then, you know, tune in, you know, to the, to the episode on YouTube. Here's the link to watch the full, you know, to watch the full version. I, that's a great Absolutely. idea. It's a great idea. So and it's just a, it's just it's just literally millions of other listeners. Oh. Mil, you know, right? Do I have to convince you about how many how many other podcast listeners? You know, there's like they live, they're out there, right? No, there <laughs> are there are there are. Do you listen are. to podcasts? Oh yes, I do. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah see right there. It's great. I love podcasts because they're great. I listen to them. Yeah, when I'm out and about, but that's great for like with cleaning the house. When I'm showering, when I'm, you know, just getting ready, you know, if I want just noise in the background while I'm working and they, they scale the gamut from fun and enjoyable reality, sort of TV podcasts to, you know, motivational podcasts, self-worth podcasts, yeah. like even, you know, uh, you know, uh, real day, you know, current topic podcast, you know, it's great. I think you, I think you're, I see a little light in your eye. I'll help you do it, by the way. I'll help you set it up. Oh, I'll help you. I'll show you how to create. I, I recommend Podbean over Anchor um, <clears throat> as a place to host podcasts, just because my my opinion is um, Anchor is owned by Spotify and Anchor has rights to your podcast the same way Instagram has rights to your photo. Um, and some other podcast platforms don't do that. And um, I could show you how to do it. You, you need an audio file, original artwork. It's all you well, need to get a podcast cool. started. 
Well, I mean, I'm sure I already have that because I have all the videos. I'm sure you can grab the sound from because uh, I know mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who do the you who do their podcast like this and then upload it. You know, they'll like re they'll record with the person. Oh yeah, and then record well, it. That's yeah. how I record. So I, I prefer to record my interviews. So I sit down with a celebrity or a creator in, in every episode. And I usually do it right here from my guest bedroom. And uh, the reason I do it is because I'm just more comfortable doing it this way. It feels more like this feels like it's just me and you, Rye. I don't, I'm, I don't, I had this condition where I had to take a medicine and it gave, made my mouth like dry. And oh. I had this condition where my, my palms got sweaty. Like it looked like I was like in a hot tub. Oh, that, and it hurt, by the way, it hurts. And it, I was so stressed out by that green light on my camera at the beginning of this pandemic and that I'm, you know, producer, casting director, I'm an off camera kind of guy, you know, right. like that, that light on me, it, it's, it's new. And, uh, and then of course I have all the things in my head that you have in your head, some minimizing doubts, some challenging, you know, like, well, now, well, now you taught all those people how to be on camera. <laughs> Right. How are you going to show up? <laughs> oh, yes. The thoughts in our head. <laughs> yeah, right? The glorious and, and bad. I think I was going too fast in my 20s that I didn't have those. Or I don't know. I first, But in my 40s, in my early 40s, they creeped. I had sort of shifted into more digital. And um, I started saying no to casting projects. So traditionally, I would have said yes to. When, when you're not on the projects people are expecting you to be on, you, self-doubt man it's but I'm, I'm i'm glad i i went through it because um everyone else in the world just did too so i wasn't the only person i mean yeah. <laughs> i would have hate i would have hated to have been left out on that one no i i totally agree well i'm glad you did too you know what have you learned though during this process of creating a podcast that you didn't know before um uh so there's there's an active part of of self uh, there's an act, there's a part of being an active listener that I'm really good at um, in terms of being connected with somebody and being present and <clears throat> uh, producing and casting. I've always had a very natural sort of conversation off camera, on camera. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought that being on camera or I thought that being in front of a mic would be a little bit more similar. And what I wasn't prepared for is the process is similar, but I listen to myself now. And I, I don't know if like I ever really listened to myself before because I, I wasn't focused on it. And I wasn't trying to prove anything or say something or get a point across. So, so I realized that I was experiencing that emotion. Like I, I felt like I had a prove something or say something in in my conversation with people that I just wanted to have a conversation with. And I realized that if I just have a conversation with them, which is what I want, and then I can stop it and then I can go back and edit it, which is also what I want to do. And then I can drop in my words of wisdom, which is also what I want to do. Then I can literally, you know, if I don't, if I don't try to squeeze everything into that moment, and, and creating the podcast helped me realize that the more I understand the time that I'm going to allocate to a conversation, to a person, to a project, to an idea, that the, the, the more structured I am with that, the deeper I can dive into it, as long as I'm true to time. Because time is the one thing that <laughs> sucks away. It's just like, I'm always like, how does there no more time? How is the time to go to bed? 
How's the sun already up? I'm not even done with this edit, you know? Oh, so, yes. and that really, that it, it, it hit me in podcasting about, about time. I know, I hope we've got like an hour. Is that how long we have? Um, we have 30 all, minutes. No, we have all, like 15 minutes. No, we have all the time in the world. StreamYard does. I said on my calendar six to seven. Oh. So in my mentally, oh, yes, I'm prepared to show up for six to seven yeah. and I don't have to worry about that. And that mentality that mentality of this is the most important place for me right now. This is where I'm supposed to be. You're who I'm supposed to be talking to. I've been looking forward to from weeks, oh. years, years going back to that, <laughs> going back to that photo. But you know, um, uh, you know, to, just to, <laughs> to share that energy, um, and I get to, and I just get to do that, and and I just get to be present in that, and that's because I've allocated the time, and that's because I've. I've allowed myself to um, to to give myself the opportunity to to have the space to be effective the way that I know I can be because I'm really good when I collaborate. I'm horrible when I'm by myself, man. I'm, like you, you. I'm I'm so much better when there's someone else in the room or I have someone to vibe with or create with, you know. It's not fun. And also it's not fun. So even if I was good at it, it's probably, I'm probably not good at it because it's not fun. I like having fun. I like enjoying what we do. I agree. No, same here. I, I totally agree. I would, you know, I love your input. What are some of the best ways for a person to, you know, talking about content to be able to distribute their content and get it out there for brands and companies to see for potential partnerships or for growing their platform? You know, you are sort of the king at, branding, at strategizing, at social media, and all of that in between. So, you know, for those watching who, you know, are curious, what are some of the ways that a person can do that? Oh, cool. Good question, by the way. Um, all right. So I definitely have some answers for you on this one. The first is stand out. And um, one of the first ways to stand out is to win awards. And one of the biggest obstacles to winning awards is people don't even realize that you have to apply to be nominated to win awards. And there's sometimes an application fee and sometimes there's not, but there's no award that's on television in the film industry. There's no single award that does not include an application fee. Sometimes you have to pay to be in the academy to be able to, to qualify to submit for. So the whole system of, and, and the reason why I'm leading with awards mm -hmm. is because brands want to work with award-winning creators. Networks want to work with award-winning creators. Um, I'll tell you what, if I was at a network and my boss said to me, uh, this is exactly, uh, pretending like I didn't, this is exactly what I did. Vin, t show me who the, f well, I'm going to make something up that's relevant now, you know, show me who the five best um, social media company strategists are. Who are the five best social media strategists? The first thing I'm going to do when I go to Google is type in award-winning social media strategists. I'm going to see the Webbies come up. I'm going to see you know some pretty some pretty major awards come up, and they're going to help me sift through instantly, yeah, hundreds of thousands of people and give me. And by the way, the beautiful thing about winning awards is that like is that you believe in your work so much that you let it be open for this, this sort of esteem and, and you let it 
be open for judgment. And it's so friggin' good that let this be the worst thing you've ever made so that the next thing you make is even better than your best. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I love, I like that about, so I lead, I lead the wards because again, that's just one instant credible way to stand out. Credits on IMDb, I can't tell you how many gigs shows my friends have done how many times they did a segment on today's show or morning show or appeared someplace and they didn't rush to imdb to put it on and i'm like you do realize that like let's pretend i work at a network <laughs> and my boss says to me vinny i need five male interior designers who are great for tv where do you think i'm gonna look i'm gonna go to imdb i'm gonna look at rachel ray i'm gonna look see all the people that go down there and recognize a couple of names put them on my list this way my research is done in 15 20 minutes i have time to go through like um content you know rabbit hole to see who they are and i can send that off to my boss and say here are five people and know that they're award-winning they're getting credit they're connected to great projects so um uh credits too and by the way um i have a document um so if anyone who's watching this i didn't think i would say this but anyone's watching this if you like find me on social media and i'm i'm at vinnie potestivo like my name um on all social media i have a document that has over 50 oh you're so awesome thank you i have a document that has over 50 digital awards that you could be winning so um if you dm me like a uh, award document or awards or just hi i saw you on ryan <laughs> on ryan myers show and, and i want that awards document you're talking about then i'll send you a link for it because yeah um, send that to me for sure yeah i i usually it's part of my onboarding process with clients too because you know when i have clients that come in and i have a mastermind group and i have some one-on-one -on -one clients uh, the first out of the gate i know by the way there are so many awards you could be winning there are awards for marketing as a verb, there are awards for websites as a noun. There are web. There are awards for campaigns. There are award. There are awards called my favorite awards is the stackies. <laughs> I haven't won one yet, but the stackies is when you're pretty cunning and good at like you're gonna take this website and this website and this one and this one and this is how you're gonna you know zip it all together so it can, and you're literally stacking these websites to to build your own sort of marketing you know, pathway, because wow. we all have our unique strengths in our own unique pathways. Yeah. And, um, but I, I have to, I have to apply for that one. But anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, but please reach out to me for awards. I'm so passionate about that. And credits, look, I know you have to pay for IMDb Pro. I know that around Amazon Prime time, they always drop it to like next to nothing um, to, because Amazon and IMDb are all, you know, connected. Um, so I know they dropped that down. But when you do have your IMDb Pro ready, upload as many pictures as possible because it will literally populate all of your Google Images page. And you have full control over every single image you upload. So if you want to change the images that people see when they type in your name, upload it from your link from your IMDb page. And like that's a that's a great cheat for Google, especially if you have like pictures of like an ex-boyfriend that like don't need to be on Google image page one anymore. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, and then you push them down to page two and page three and no one looks at page two and page three. <laughs> right. 
Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Well, and you gave me some good advice, which I've done and I've seen a good um, like return on is um, when you post something new and you, and you post instead of, you know, liking all the comments that somebody, um, you know, comments, respond to them, of course, but save the likes you told me until you post something new, then go back and like those comments yeah. and those people will see that you've liked it. And if you have a new story that, you know, and you have the little story thing on your profile and you have a new post, they'll click on it and they'll see it. Um, and so I've been, I've started to do that since you've told me and it's, I've seen a difference for sure. Um, you know, oh, just I love back. that. That's a good, that one works. That one works. It is. It is. Well, what is the number one mistake that you see content creators make um, on social media or in branding that impacts them down the line um, that you wish um, they wouldn't do or that would be something that, you know, they should stop doing that so it helps them to be better? Um, uh, yes, that it, help, that it might hurt them down the line, but I think that it's not stopping to breathe and it's, it, it's not taking a moment to stop. It's not taking, and what I mean by that is, um, that sometimes being always on and sometimes constantly having a message can just be exhaustive. And it, and it's not that there's audience fatigue, right. but it's, it's, and I'm not suggesting take one day off. I'm not, I'm not, it's just, if they just don't, it could be a season or it can be a week or it can be, or it could be miss a campaign or they just, they just don't, they just don't stop to process current analytics soon enough. And people in bigger companies, so I'll stick with that. So, so let's, let, that's my answer. And now I'll explain what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, digging a, I feel like I'm digging a hole with that one. But it's true because by the time they learn, you know, most analytics is about a month old. Mm -hmm. So why are we talking about in, you know, and, and now if you're a larger company and you have live data analysis and you're lucky to have a real marketing team inside, then you have people who are looking at it currently. Um, and I'm not talking about, I'm not necessarily only talking about paid um, advertising either. Uh, I'm talking about the, the marketing part, the, the partnership part too, though, that's always on that, that just doesn't allow for the audience to catch up with the message and and if the audience isn't if the audience isn't <laughs> sounds like what I, where i'm at right now if the audience has no freaking clue what you're talking about like me right now then they're sitting there saying hmm i got a lot of other things on my mind right now like what's What's the point of this? Like, how do how does it? And we can go and and some brands will falter on how do you make them feel and how do you know and and I just don't feel like that's enough. And I think that mental health is one of those things that um, is is not fully considered in the process of these campaigns. You know, we think about reactions and funnels and but I don't know. I just think I think yeah. That's it's a mental health issue, though. It, yeah. It's and uh, to me, in 
in what they do that's wrong. And, and it's, their, it's their approach. And I'm overgeneralizing by saying all. It's not all, for sure. Oh, yeah. The people who are probably the closest to doing it best, I think, are founder-led businesses, though, where you do have the ability to have a person you know, um, who's leading the charge, as opposed to a collective of voices that people all agree, you know, like that's the transparency piece, the mental health piece that I'm talking about, that, yeah. if that answers the question. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, I, and I, I, I totally agree. And I think that's so important. And especially today, mental health being at the forefront of everything. I, I agree with everything you said, and it makes perfect sense. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So I know you've, you're only six episodes in, but you've had some great guests so far on the podcast. You've Mandy Moore, Danielle Fischel, so many great people. Um, can you, are you able to reveal who some upcoming guests are or give us a little taste of who might, we might see this season on there that you can, um, tell us about? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I spent a lot of time with all the TRL VJs, so you can expect to hear from all the TRL VJs, wow. all that's all in the can. I'm very excited, um, for my ensemble of awesome like people the one person uh vanessa lachey i haven't recorded yet but she's so busy being the star of cbs's ncis hawaii the first female lead of an ncis ever oh my gosh not bad not bad which is kind of cool and also the 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 male lead of ncis is wilmer valderrama who also gave mtv yo mama so i'm just i'm just trying to take a lot of credit right now for what's going on cbs Wow. That's amazing. Um, Utkarsh. Utkarsh is actually in Ghost, and Utkarsh was who I hoped was going to be like Damien's replacement on TRL if TRL had gone, but that didn't work out. Um, um, so I have all those VGs I'm excited about. Uh, last week I sat down with Christina Million, which was exciting. Um, she just had a birthday, um, yeah. and I've been singing AM to PM all night long. Um, and somebody hit the lights. Um, she actually told me that I was the person who introduced her. So she was in my office. This is just so funny. She was in my office at MTV because we were doing a show called called Wannabes, where she was going to be the host and people come in and they compete to be in a little music video. And I had like um, in a music video of like the artist of the trip, so Britney. Mm -hmm. But then if it was Britney was the theme of the episode, the three judges, like one would have been like Tina Landon, her choreographer um her stylist and like her vocal coach or something like that and then they would all judge whatever so she was in my office and i forgot what why she was there but it was trl time and we have like a feed that i can switch to my tv and i can see downstairs and janet jackson was downstairs and she was like oh my god janet jackson's downstairs and i was like do you want to go down and meet her and she wow. was like yeah and i was like what? I introduced you to Janet Jackson. She goes, yeah, you literally took me by the hand. You walked into the studio, into the into the green room. Yeah, you know, I had worked with her literally just like weeks before. And I was like, yeah, it's great to see you. I'm going to meet Christina. And I kind of stepped, you know. Then I get nervous because I'm like, don't talk to me. I don't want to be in this like, I'm not qualified to be in the dialogue. I'm just good at the monologue part. You know? Right, right. Um, <laughs> no interaction, you know. <laughs> Just I'm good at my part, and then I'll say my line, and then and then I'll and um so so it was so cool to to touch base and and have that with Christina, and she's living in Paris, and wow. and we catch up on that. And yesterday, I sat down with Jamie Lynn Sidler. 
And we talked about The Sopranos and Entourage and Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and Eartha Kitt and um, uh, just like the Broadway geeks that we were. <laughs> yeah, she's done it all. What's that? I said she's done it all, really. I yeah, mean. she has. Yeah, she's she's so awesome, and 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 she's and she's working. And she's she's got a nice um, part in in this next in uh oh I forgot the name of the season of the series on CBS, but I'm excited for her that uh, that so I'm I'm looking for and then everyone's talking about Sopranos too so it was super cool just to right. you know yeah it's super cool I mean I just thought it was so neat I'm like oh my god everyone's oh, talking I... they keep they're talking about you thumb stop yeah no <laughs> it's great yeah because there's that new like many saints of Newark. Uh, the yeah, Sopranos, the, the start of the, like the, the pre-Soprano story. So I think that's really cool. Well, and she's been podcasting. She's like she, her and Rob Eiler um, and Kasim, uh The three of them have, but Rob, her brother from Soprano, they they have a fun um, pajama pants. It's called. They have a fun podcast uh, that's oh. still current, and um, and she's got another one too that might be coming back. But it was good to get some tips from from a pro. But it's funny, with Mandy's, in Mandy Moore's episode, we talked about, um, or maybe I didn't put it in. Maybe I didn't put it in, but we talked about, oh, maybe I didn't put it in, but <laughs> because we, we went on a whole rant about spring break, because our spring breaks, were, it was weird. Like, I would go to spring break. First off, I was in choir, and, and I went to choir tour in college. I didn't do anything audacious or crazy. During, like, I was... I did, that was not, that wasn't, that wasn't me. Like at Wagner College, we were like writing commercials and playing tag and playing musicals. And like, that would go, partying wasn't like at a spring break. Maybe other people did, but not the theater majors and arts admin, we didn't do that. <laughs> no, no, not us. <laughs> not us arts administration majors. Not, right? Not, yeah, right? But, I don't know. Anyway, amazing. Um, good times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. Well, when you worked at MTV and you worked in, um, you know, reality casting, which I know you, I mean, you still do, but not as often. Yeah. What were some of the proudest moments for you um, in doing that? Like, was there a specific project or show or time that you look back on that really was a proud, hashtag proud moment for you? Yeah. In, in, in those times? Yeah, I think one of them is in casting and one of them is in development. So in casting, um, I was given the job at MTV to find the host for the challenge. Mm -hmm. And um, I first cast Johnny Mosley and then I cast Dave Mira, God rest his soul. And um, we ultimately, and then cast the, the third and final and finite, I should say, host TJ Lavin on the challenge. And I bring him up because the production, and we talk about this in the podcast actually too. No, the the production company is very vocal about him not being the guy. He he wasn't their favorite pick, and they had a different person. And I liked, I, I kind of liked their person. But I'll tell you the truth, the, and this uh, and this comes up in the podcast. The yeah. truth is, is TJ did something to me that that made me feel a certain way that I wanted to bring to MTV that unfortunately this other athlete just didn't do. And when I teach, I met TJ maybe 10 years before I was able to cast him on the challenge. Like in the very beginning of my career, I would have to go to Rock and Jock Music Festival in Las Vegas to do like these MTV casting things. And he was one of the athletes. And he, just, he was nice and respectful and courteous. And 
I was a coordinator. So I just wanted to make everyone happy. And so we just, we sort of hit it off. And he came to my, he was in New York signing with William Morris for music. And he, I kept telling him, I like, come by, come swing by MTV, swing by MTV. And he kind of knew I did something, but he didn't really know like to the extent of it, like what I did. So of course he pulls the boss move after he signs with WME. And he's like, well, I got to go see Vinny Pat and Steve at MTV. And they're like, huh? And he comes down and, and he just signed a music deal with them. And I was like, and he comes into my office and he, he sees like these rainbows. Like my have like some rainbow flags and pride flags. So probably like a Keel's pride shirt. And he's like, are you gay? And I was like, what? So, you know, like, first off, this is casting. They're like, there's, you can't ask certain questions. And also, I asked the questions, like, what is, what, this is, what is this disruption of policy here? And, and usually that could be such a violating question or it could be such an inappropriate question. But in that moment with him, I saw, like, I saw an ally. I saw, I saw a peer who respected me and actually was a little intimidated. <laughs> so he had to put me in a certain bucket and I'm like, would you do what you gotta do, guy? But I saw an ally. And, and that was right at a time in 2003 where I was looking for, for allies, specifically for LGBTQIA because causes and fam and, and I was, I was going to say families and couples, but we weren't families and couples back then. So like that, that's, and I wanted people who I thought would show up for us yeah. and fight for us. And they didn't always have to identify as LGBTQIA, they, and here I have a great straight ally who I think brings a lot of authority to the challenge, and it's super cool that he's like the old white guy on the network. Him and Rob Beardick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so yeah. I, I just I'm super proud of that moment in casting. And then I'll make it quick. My in development, um, mm -hmm. sometimes when you pass, you know, you pass on a show, you don't you the, you don't have to bring the show back, and. Um, there was a show that uh, talent wanted to get pitched to MTV and they pitched it and they passed on it. And they, so you can go pitch it to other networks. And he went over the holiday break. He went over the holiday break. He was dating Christina Milian. Wow. They went over the holiday break and, and Nick Cannon and Christina Milian recorded the sizzle for what ended up being Wild and Out. And I, I remember knowing before break that he, because he was like, should I do it? Is it worth putting my money in? If, if you guys aren't going to take it, then I can, you know, it's, uh, I'm allowed to go elsewhere. And I just remember being like, yeah, but if you do it, you can come back. I show them. They don't right. show them. You just got to show them. Uh, and I remember, and, and you have to show them. I remember we, you have to show them the guest. If you want to do this with two teams, you have to have two teams there. You can't say, now imagine this with you. Like you have to, and it could just be four three, four people, whatever. So it was him at that point, his girlfriend, um, which is cool. Cause if you watch like what, uh, 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 what was the show that they did? Love don't cost, love, love don't cost a thing. Is that what they're, the show that they did? I don't, the movie? I, I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. Like the remake of, yeah, yeah. Love don't cost a thing. Like the, <laughs> the remake. Anyway. Um, and, and, and that show created so many jobs for um, uh, so many different types of comedians, especially female comedians and other voices that were not hitting air. And like, my, I'm, so, I'm so proud of those two moments 
one casting TJ, um, and then and then Nick Cannon and getting Nick Cannon on Wild and Out and keeping that show at that network and, and what he's done to catapult the careers of other people with that. It's just that's that's so cool that when you teach people creatives. Like, so all I did, and even with Ashton, like Ashton didn't come to MTV looking to pitch a show. He didn't, he's a movie star and a TV star. It was the last thing he needs is another day job. He right. wanted to be a TV mogul. He wanted to own a production company. He wanted a hit series. He knew he could get that at MTV and he knew he had to be a part of it, which he did not want to be a part of it. You know, he didn't want to be a part of punk because he thought maybe people might think he was like a VJ or mis 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 misrepresent you know, what right. he's trying to do. And he had to come up with a unique way to show people he was producer, master of, of all ceremonies, but producer of the project in a, in a unique creative way. And giving people like that, the tools and skill set to, and then access at that point, because you needed access for television to, to distribute it, but giving them the tools and, and, and the skills to create those stories is exactly what I'm doing now with, businesses and talent brands and journalists and actors and um, QVC brands and Sephora brands. It's, it's exactly what I'm helping. You this, you you teach someone live stream, imagine, right. you know, all of a sudden, yeah. you know, Thomas Roth be having his own channel on live stream every single day on <laughs> LinkedIn. I wish he would, by the way. Peter, if you're watching this, please do. <laughs> it's so, I mean, it's so rewarding, isn't it? To do. Oh, I love it. I, I love it and I also, I also feel like I've proven that um, I've proven that I can focus and push the ball over whatever that phrase is, and I can be consistent, and I can do it a couple times in different genres. I've, I feel like I've proven that I can do that. Now, what I want to prove is that I can be as impactful in my current endeavors as. Or, or more impactful in my current endeavors than I was just by helping out those masters and experts in their fields. And I still do that. I still want, I still have one-on-one -on -one clients. I want one-on-one -on -one clients. I love people who can make things happen and I know how to get an audience to show up and I know how to get them to move. So I, I love, you know, um, a motivated storyteller. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. And I think I may have told you I've started, you know, coaching and consulting a little bit and it's been rewarding. And, you know, you mentioned earlier or just a few minutes ago about you even having somebody have their own live stream channel. And it's rewarding to the few people that I do work with who have like wanted to start a website like I created and like do a theater website or create an yeah. like theater blog and, you know, didn't know how to get to that next level. And for something that is that you or I and me would take for granted, like, oh, you know, it's just so easy. It's second nature to do it, right? But mm -hmm. to stand and realize that it's so rewarding to see, like, somebody be so excited to discover that, like, Instagram, you know, the Instagram stories and how impactful they are, how impactful it is to do YouTube and, like, content and to, you know, go past just having a website and, you know, learning new things as you go along and also as I go along, too, and taking what I know from you know, what I've learned with my um, personal coach, shout out to Brett Shuford. Uh, yes. Who I'll have on in a few weeks. Uh, and for people like you and everything in between and helping people to do that, you know, even just 
starting a, you know, starting a live stream or starting a, a blog or taking that um, Instagram to the next level. It's so rewarding. It is. It really is because, because it becomes bigger than you. Yeah. Quickly, very quickly, it becomes bigger than you. It, the capabilities are exponential and you become a permanent exponent in that person's success. And I love that part about casting 20 years later when I look at how lucky I was to cast the people that I cast that consistently have still continued to create pop culture and, you know, the fact that they're still super relevant and like Lala is killing it and Vanessa is killing it and Mandy is killing it and Carson is killing it. You know, everyone's, the, kid, the kids are all right. You know, everyone, right. everyone's doing great. And, and, they're, and, and they're coming at a time where, where, where we need it. And, oh yeah. um, yes. And they were there when I needed them to launch my podcast because I'll tell you what, people weren't tuning into me. I mean, I know sure maybe they would like me if they got to know me, but like even then, my friends wouldn't tune in to listen to me on a podcast just to listen to me talk. The fact that I'm able to pull on these relationships to kickstart this, and they'll be back on again too repetitively because it's not—they're not, not one-off conversations. Wow. Um, but the fact that the fact that they were there when I asked them to be there wow. is something that I'll never forget. If I'm ever having a moment of doubt, if a friend has ever shown up for you, and when you ask them to, just never, ever, ever, ever forget the power that you have in that moment, or not have in that moment, but had have right. from evidence of that moment. Meaning, if people show up if you ask them to. And um, I just wanted to make sure, you know, I was asking them to show up to something valuable. Yeah, that's so impactful. Well, where can we listen to I Have a Podcast? What are the channels it's on on the, on the uh, podcast networks? Where, where, where can we listen? I love it. I have a podcast.com. Best place to listen to it. If you like Apple, if you like Google, you can find Spotify. You can find us there. I'm a huge fan of good pods the good pods app if you don't have this app it's a one it's in the google store and it's also in the app, google play store the app store it's a wonderful little yellow app little circle with some headphones that like they look like they're like zipping out uh, it's called good pods and okay. it is a podcast platform for independent podcasts and not only will you discover my podcast there um if you would like that please shoot me again a dm and i'll send you guys any links anything you're looking for but the good pods app is just a great app if you're looking to discover independent podcasts and maybe in about a month you might want to check back on good pods because maybe ryan maybe right maybe ryan myers will be maybe yeah on podcast exactly you think a month is it okay no I think, I think i think a month is i think that's good yes I agree. You're all right. In a month. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. Before we end, rattle them off. Where can we find you? What's your social media, your website? Where are we keeping up with you? Oh, I appreciate that. I'm at a Vinny, at Vinny Podestivo um, on IG and everywhere else. VinnyPodestivo.com is the best, best place to reach me. Um, um, so Vinny, just, just me, just reach out and say hi and, um, I have some great masterminds that are coming up. I have an amazing 90-day um, uh, mastermind that launches November 2nd. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're in the TV media space already as like an existing producer and have a project that you want to get lifted into the broadcast space or you're looking for additional 
distribution, amplification, this might be a really good mastermind for you. Um, and um, otherwise, I'm just here to help out and I show up. So like, let's do this again. Cool. Oh, yes. Let's do this again for sure. And listen, for those of you watching, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel so you never miss an episode of Live with Rye and any of my other content um, I post. Be sure to also follow me across social media at Rye underscore Myers on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, which is an exciting new platform that I've just gotten on. I know it's not new, but new for me to, that I've gotten on. And if you're on Facebook, give me a like at official Rye Myers. Um, I love hearing from all of you. And like Benny mentioned earlier about reaching him, out to him with guests, reach out to me with any guest recommendations that you want to see. And other than that, I will see you every Thursday here in Hell's Kitchen at 7.30 for Live with Ryan Friends on Broadway, your only Broadway talk show uh, in the heart of Times, in the heart of Hell's Kitchen itself. Vinny, thank you so, so much for coming on to do my show. I know you're so busy and it means the world to me that you've taken the time to do this. Oh, you're welcome. But I'm glad I could. I'm sorry it's taking so long, but I wish we could oh. stay longer too. I'll come back. Please invite me back. Oh, well, I'll <laughs> come back anytime. StreamYard doesn't, doesn't have an end time. So you're welcome back <laughs> time. There's so much more to uh, to talk about for sure. And I mean, every time you know we chat, we have such a good time. And I always learn so much from you. You are a bucket of wisdom, a bucket of knowledge. And the fact that you just want to help so many people and use your gifts for good is something that I just, I love, you know? Yeah. Well, you gotta help everybody. Cause like, if you want to, if you want to do this for a long time and you want to do it with good people, like you just gotta give everyone the goods that you got <laughs> so that everyone thrives and succeeds at the same time. Otherwise, otherwise, um, uh, quitting and failure happen at the worst, at the worst times. At, at your weakest time, unfortunately, which is never, never the time to quit, <laughs> by no. the way, um, no. which is a whole different topic. But um, so I'm, I'm a firm believer in oversharing. And that's why I'm like, get on, I'm excited to see this on Apple Podcasts. And hopefully it will hit the top 100 charts in the indie podcast unit. I mean, there's like, yeah. We've got some place that's exciting. We've we got do. some new territory to grow into. We do. We do. We do. Well, thank you. Let me hit the end broadcast button and uh, stick around for a sec. But thank you so much, Vinny. Thank you. Bye, y'all.